Hello, everybody. Welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. My name is Sherry. My pup's names are Sunny and Riley. And each week we talk with different therapy dog teams and researchers from around the world. If you're just getting started and you're not sure where to get started, we have a free guide for you that you can find at free.therapydogtalk.com. We also have a community that you can join at community.therapydogtalk.com. Today, I'm really looking forward to talking with Judy about her dog, Ricochet. You may be familiar with them. They're located in Southern California, and Ricochet is known for her work with Canine Assisted Surf Therapy. So I'm really looking forward to talking to them. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. What's just here? I don't know where she went. She heard it was about her and decided to just, you know, go away. I gave her treats and then she went away. You know, I'm only good for treats. I know the feeling. I am currently being mobbed for treats below my feet. You just can't see. Well, I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you. I imagine most people have heard of you and Ricochet, or at least Ricochet. Right. Nobody knows me. But I would love if you could introduce us to yourself and to Ricochet for those who don't know you. I'm Judy Fredono, and I'm the executive director of our nonprofit called Puppy Prodigies. And Ricochet is a therapy dog and part of Puppy Prodigies. He is now 15 years old, a golden retriever, and she took her first breath in my hand. So we've been connected ever since her birth. So, yeah. I love that. Very cool. So were you already familiar with therapy dogs before Ricochet came into your life, or did she kind of introduce you to that world? No, I've known it. I actually used to do therapy work with a cat. Okay. And I am a service dog trainer. So actually, my goal for Ricochet was to train her to be a service dog for a person with a disability. Unfortunately, at she, she was about nine months old. She started chasing birds on the beach. I trained her and she's good. So ask me if she can go run, but I couldn't guarantee that she wouldn't knock somebody over. So I had to release her from the rule and I thought, okay, well, what can I do? At the time I knew of a 14 year old boy who's quadriplegic and he was getting a service dog from the organization that I was volunteering with called, excuse me, positive teams. I knew that he was an adaptive surfer and ricochet surf. So I thought maybe we could do a fundraiser for him and we can show what they have in common. And I'll take a video of them surfing in on a wave on their own boards, but together to raise some money. When we went out to film that day, they did take a few rides like that. But then at one point, Ricochet jumped off her board and onto Patrick's. So it was really Ricochet's idea. To become a surf therapy dog or a therapy dog who surfs. I call her a canine assisted surf therapy dog because she's not just on the board to look cute. She's actually assisting whoever she's with and counterbalancing the board. If it's like a child with autism that's physically fine, they can hold on to her back end and stand up and not have to worry about balancing because Rick has just got that covered. And she's been a certified therapy dog almost her whole life. That's really beautiful. My understanding is that she kind of charted her own course. Oh, yeah. 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 She definitely had her own ideas. She still has her own ideas. 
I love that. What led you to training her to surf in the first place? Because that alone is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, well, back then, 15 years ago, dog surfing had just gotten started. And I don't surf. I'm not really that athletic. I have a lot of health issues and such. But I thought, well, for fun on the side with the service dog training, I could maybe, you know, teach her to surf. It started out in a kitty pool on a boogie board and had really good balance. We just kept playing around with it. And she was invited to the Purina Incredible Dog Challenge. I think she was 15 months old at that time. And she actually came in third place. So I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. And then with Patrick. So she's here for a specific purpose. I love that you found that purpose together, you and her, because she may have guided you, but you followed her there and helped her fine-tune what she needed to get. That is true. That's very cool. And you have another dog who's kind of following in her footsteps, yeah? Sort of. I mean, she's a six-year-old Golden Lab mix. Okay. And we started out before COVID. She was doing assisted swimming for kids with special needs, specifically kids with autism or some disability that the surf instructor might have been having a little hard time with, with the dog in the water and helping them float or swim. It took away the fear quite a bit. So she was doing that. But since COVID, she's been pretty much just playing ball. There is nothing wrong with just playing ball. (laughs) I love that. Very cool. Well, Judy, I know she's touched so many lives, Richet, and I'm guessing her sister as well. But I'm guessing if there's a story that really stands out to you about the impact that Ricochet's had on those that she's worked with. Well, you know, she's done this surfing and she's done that her whole life. But really, her superpower is healing, being able to help someone heal. She's extremely intuitive and she has developed with me into showing me how a person feels through her behavior. So it's kind of like if they're anxious or something and Ricochet's showing me through her behavior, now the person has something tangible that they can actually see. There she is. There's her smile. (laughs) Yeah, so mostly with that, she's worked with military with PTSD, and she's done a lot of healing. And for the people that were the hardest, I can speak pretty freely about it because he's willing to talk about his PTSD. Ricochet was in an IBAS movie called Superpower Dogs with a veteran named Griff. And she worked with him in the therapy program, which lasted six weeks. And he was very hard. He put on that front, like everything's fine. But with Ricochet, you can't fool her. She knows. So he had to break down his walls. And he had said that he had a love-hate relationship with Ricochet because she made him come to terms with a lot of his issues. But it really helped him. And then we actually, during COVID, raised another dog for him as a service So I'm probably the most proud of that because we taught Grip so much and he's utilizing it with his dog Balboa now. So to just see where he was and where he went to, it's just a really big achievement. I love that. That's so special that you're able to do that. 
So Ricochet has really transitioned away from surfing now, from my understanding, due to her age. And I saw that she's getting some new special treatments and everything. How did you know when it was time to refocus her work or at least transition away from surfing? Well, she became weaker. And actually, her last wave was this past summer, I believe. And it really came full circle because she was not strong enough to be able to surf by herself anymore. So one of the veterans that she sponsors is Jose, and he's a triple amputee. So I'm stepping on a bomb in Afghanistan, and he's a surfer, a competitive, adaptive surfer. We asked him if he would help Ricochet surf. So we kind of went full circle from her always helping other people to now she needs the help and she's getting help from a veteran. Wow, that's really cool, the full circle. I love that. So her continued work with veterans, how is that transpiring? It's not on a surfboard. We know that. Right. Are you going to like veterans places or how are you working with them? Yes. We're working through positive teams. That's who we're certified therapy dog team with. So we go to the Naval Hospital here in San Diego once a week and interact with the service members in the Wounded Warrior Battalion. So she's still doing that. We've cut it back, obviously, with her age. Her muscular skeletal system is just not as strong. She's 90-something years old or whatever she is. But she's the type of dog that needs that interaction, so I'm keeping her involved, just not to the extent that we used to do it. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you think Ricochet really enjoys about the work that she does? I think she just likes helping people. Yeah. He's able to reach so far deep into their soul and she can bring up things about them that could take a therapist years to uncover. So I think she likes being able to be of service. And that's why I continue, even though she's 15, to give her some outlet where she can still do that. That's really beautiful. I know that you're really invested in this work, too, and I believe you even continue to do continuing education on the animal bond and on dog training and dog behavior in general. What do you really enjoy about working with Ricochet and what gives you the inspiration to just keep continuing your skills and the other things that you're doing with dogs? Well, what I found with working with her, with her intuition and all the different things that she does. I've learned something new almost every time when we're working with someone. And it got to the point where she was doing things that don't even have words. So I had to make up words for what she was doing. She's just an incredibly powerful healer. And from what I've learned from her, I believe all dogs have the capacity to do what she does. Typically, they communicate with us and we might think that they're misbehaving when they're really trying to tell us something. So often we've got a dog pawing at us or putting their head on our lap or staring at us and we get annoyed with it and just say, stop, you know, redirect whatever you're going to do. So eventually the dog just gives up. But if you see the dog doing something, what I typically tell the service members is to look at the environment. Is there something in the environment that triggers you that she might be alerting to and then also look within how are you feeling at this moment when she's alerting most dogs alert they mirror us they 
do what we call intelligent disobedience. So that would be like a guide dog to the blind and his handler is wanting to walk under this tree or whatever, and the tree's going to hit them. So the dog will refuse to make sure the person stays safe. So there's just a lot of different things, even psychic abilities, I feel, that dogs have. And once you let them kind of show you, and instead of us being the one who says, do this, do that, sit down, you know, whatever, is not to do that and look at the dog and try to figure out, okay, what is he trying to tell me? Because I believe that dogs are very purposeful in their communication to us. And yes, sometimes dogs are bad, you know, not bad behavior, whatever, you know. But most of the time, it's really just trying to communicate something to us. Planning to do, I don't have a date yet. It's just an idea at this point. But to do a Zoom educational session where I talk about all these different things and what it looks like and how to find it in your dog or how to notice. That's awesome. I'll definitely keep a lookout for that and help you amplify to the therapy doc talk community. That sounds really great. Jared was curious if there's many teams in your area doing similar work. Well, what Positive Teams does, who we're certified through, is called goal-directed therapy. Okay. So it's not the meet and greet that's typical or the comforting. It's right. actually working with a therapist and having a goal for the individual. So for instance, the military, right? They've been Train on the combat zone and everything else. And when they come back, they're extremely hypervigilant. They're just looking at everything and hearing everything. You know, they're just anxious. So the goal is to reduce that anxiety and help them get back into the community. Positive Change is the only organization that I know of that does a program like this. But even the meet and greet, the dogs are doing something. And petting a dog or making eye contact with the dog releases oxytocin in the brain, which reduces anxiety. They do that so naturally. And dogs are hypervigilant by nature. So the individual can now relax a little bit because the dog's taking on all those hypervigilant tendencies because they do it naturally. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's quite a few of the more animal-assisted activities, sort of therapy dog teams or meet and greet, as you're referring to them. There are also um, facility dogs, the dogs that go to work with a therapist (laughs) or part of the practice. And like I said, I feel like the meet and greet, there's still the dogs doing so much. It's just recognizing it and understanding it and then letting them do it. Because again, for instance, there's just, veteran that was in like a Home Depot or something and he had a service dog and he was telling a service dog to sit and the dog wouldn't sit. And the reason was because there was just so much going on, the dog felt more comfortable being aware of everything if he stood up. So that's why I'm saying we don't want to make the dog do something. We want to understand why is he doing what he's doing at this point. Yeah. I can tell you definitely have a lot of wisdom in that area when it comes to training yeah. service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a learning experience for me with Ricochet. And I just want to take everything I've learned from her and spread it around and just help other people who want to be able to communicate with their dogs better and to understand, because it is different. I feel like there's a lot to teach people if they want to learn. And it's just a different way of looking. It's not really training. It's just observance and then understanding. 
Yeah. Do you know if there's other dogs who have kind of followed in Ricochet's footsteps or paws when it comes to the surf therapy work? Yes, there are now quite a few actually. Ricochet was the first. I was saying she made that decision to jump on the board. But I don't have other dogs. Even around the country, I think there's one in the UK now that does therapy work. Not exactly sure of the population that they serve. But yeah, most of them are somebody surfers. There's one in Northern California, and I think he does military, but he also does kids. So it's whoever's on the board. I think that more and more people are realizing how much a dog can help in that surf therapy arena, where obviously the kids or veterans or adults or whoever's getting on the board and having that sense of freedom. But then the dog brings another healing aspect to that session. So it's a really good combination. Yeah. You were saying that you ended up creating terms for things that Ricochet taught you. I believe surface dogs. Oh, yeah. Surf- yeah, that was just for fun. The, the word that I made up is metaphorical behavior. Because okay. it was doing things that was telling me how a person felt, but I couldn't find anything about it. Yeah. I mean, I even talked to scientists and stuff and they couldn't explain it to me. So I don't know how or what she's able to do what she does, but that's why I'm eager to kind of see how other dogs do it. If other dogs go to that extreme, if it's nurtured, there's one dog in the group we're working with now that I think is really intuitive. So I'm kind of watching them just to see what their behavior is. I love that. Amy wants to know if your dog Rena taught Ricochet anything. No, but Rena was kind of the catalyst that started our whole journey. So he played a major role in our lives. Okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Rena, only with Corey and Ricochet. So I wasn't sure if she was hinting at something there or. (laughs) No, Rena was the dog I had before Corey. Corey's the one, the yellow lab mix that I have now. Rena was prior. So she was a therapy dog also. And actually, she was in training to be a service dog for another program and they released her and I got her back. So yeah. Gotcha. Where the Ricochet's name come from? She literally was bouncing off the walls when she was six weeks old. Yeah. I love it. I just posted a video the other day of her with this toy and she's growling at it. And yeah, she was quite active. That's fantastic. I love it. Well, I don't want to take up all of your time today, Judy, but do you have any advice for someone who's interested in getting started either in meet and greet therapy dog work or animal assisted therapy dog work? Well, I think just looking at what organizations are in their area, there's national programs out there. Love on a Leash is one of them. Alliance of Therapy Dogs, Therapy Dogs International. So those are all good ones to look up, getting your dog certified. But there's also local programs like us who were certified through positive teams. We're also certified with Alliance Therapy Dogs. So it's, I think, a good idea to look up those organizations to see what their criteria is. I think there's, I can't think what they're called now. There's another one and I just can't think of their name at the moment. Is it the Bright and Beautiful Therapy Dogs? No, bigger than that. Did you say pet partners already? Pet partners, yeah. But the best thing to do, I think, is to try to determine what type of population your dog would want to work with. 
because if they're too jumpy, right, like they're excited, which most dogs are for the first couple of years, you don't want them working in a nursing home because they could hurt somebody. So you might want them to work with kids or school kids or something like that. So it's a matter of, I think, determining what type of population your dog wants to work in, not necessarily you, but where your dog is going to thrive and then go from there and find out what you need to do to get certified. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Is there anything else that you wanted to share while you're here, Judy? No, I think just if anybody wants more information on Ricochet, her website is surfdogricochet.com. And then on social media, surfdogricochet. Right now, I feel like I have a full-time job and just taking care of her at this age, just with supplements and treatments and rehab and so many different things. So, And then in the winter, it's usually quieter for us as far as surfing goes. We still go to events that are surfing, mostly adaptive surfing, but she's not in the water. She's there supporting and she is a sponsor for the one veteran I mentioned and then for Team USA and Amp Surf as well. She helps them. So yeah, keeping her paw in it. Jerry says the book Ricochet is great and everyone should read it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I believe they can find that on your website as well. Yeah. Yeah. It may be still on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. It was on Amazon. And then the Superpower Dogs movie was in IMAX theaters until COVID. And then it was on Hulu, but the contract ended. So I don't know where you can see it now, but you could see the trailers if you just look up Superpower Dogs on YouTube. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you for sharing yeah. your very special pup with yeah. us today and your expertise in your area. Thank you. And if anybody has any questions afterwards, they can message me on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much, Judy. Thank you. All right. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.